Brother Jim's going to be preaching this morning. It's the second Sunday. So come on, brother, and give us the word. Oh, you just can't help but appreciate the presence of the Lord, can we? Amen. So, Pastor, let me ask you a question real quick. Have you and I talked much this week? Not at all. Did we talk about the worship set any? Worship team, have you said have you said anything to me about the worship set, what the songs are today? No? Nobody? Okay. Just want you to be aware of that. First of all, I want to commend everybody for having just such an open heart to the Spirit of God. When we welcome Him, He'll show up. Amen? Hallelujah. It is good to be in the house of the Lord this morning. Amen. Give me a better one than that. Good to be in the house of the Lord this morning. Amen. Amen. All right. It's been a while since we've done this, and it's one of these things where I don't like doing things again and again and again so that they become a ritual. But I believe it's time, and this is a really good, great opportunity. I believe the Holy Spirit gave this, put this in my heart, that we're going to open up this morning by praying through Psalm 91. Because these are uncertain times. They remain uncertain. And I believe that this is one of the key scriptures as we go through this season, this season of shaking, this season of uncertainty. As we sang this morning, On Jesus Christ, the rock I stand, all other ground is shifting sand or sinking sand. Amen? Everything that can be shaken will be shaken and shaken all the more. These are uncertain times. Therefore, we're going to, uh, by the grace of God, pray through Psalm 91. How many people know that it's important and it is profitable to pray through the Scripture? It's God's Word. If you're praying God's Word... His promises are yes and amen. So let us pray Psalm 91. Almighty God, we come to you in the name above all names, that of your Son, our Lord, our Savior, Jesus Christ, Yeshua HaMashiach. Lord God, we thank you. We thank you that you enable us to dwell in your shelter, Most High God, and Thank you, God, for your grace, which enables us to rest in the shadow of your almightiness. Lord, we say to you, you are our refuge and our fortress. Lord God, in you we trust. Father, we thank you. Surely you will save us from the fowler's snare. You've done it before. You're doing it now, and you will continue to do so, and we give you glory. You save us from the fowler's snare and from the deadly pestilence. Thank you, God. You cover us with your feathers, and under your wings, O God, we find refuge. Hallelujah. Praise and glory and honor to you, O Lord God Almighty, Most High God, Eternal God. Thank you. Your faithfulness is our shield and our rampart. You protect us, God. We will not fear the terror of night, nor the arrow that flies by day, nor the pestilence that stalks in the darkness, nor the plague that destroys at midday. For we are 
under your wings. You again, Lord God, are our shield. You, O God, cover us. You are our shield and our buckler. Father, we know a thousand may fall at our side, ten thousand at our right hand, but it will not come near us because you are God Almighty and we are yours. We will only observe with our eyes and see the punishment of the wicked. Thank you, God, for you are just, you are mighty, and you are righteous. Righteousness and justice are the foundation of your throne, O God, and forever may you be glorified and praised. Even the Lord, who is our refuge, we make you our dwelling. Consequently, no harm befalls us. Thank you, God. No disaster will come near our tent, for you have commanded your mighty ones, your angels concerning us, to guard us in all our ways. Thank you, God, for your mighty warring angels. They lift us up in their hands so that we will not strike our foot against a stone. God, we thank you that you will enable us and empower us to tread upon the lion and the cobra, upon the prowling lion who strives to steal and kill and destroy, and upon that serpent, the enemy. Thank you, God. You enable us and equip us to tread upon the lion and the cobra, upon the great lion and the serpent. Father, thank you. Because you said in your word, because he loves me, because she loves me, says the Lord, I will protect them. For they acknowledge my name. They will call upon me and I will answer. Thank you for being a God who answers, Lord. We cry out to you and you answer. Thank you for your goodness and your faithfulness, Lord. Even when we are not good, even when we are unfaithful, you are good and you are faithful. Thank you, Lord. The Lord says, I will be with you in trouble. I will deliver you and honor you with long life. I will satisfy you and show you my salvation. Hallelujah. Lord God, thank you. We worship you. We continue to give you praise and honor and glory, and we continue to submit to you. Have your way in this service. Holy Spirit, we ask that you continue to fill us and move among us. Thank you that you have filled us and moved among us already. We treasure your presence and ask in the name of Yeshua HaMashiach that you have your way in our hearts, in our minds, and in our voices, Lord. Not only may we sing your praises, But, Lord God, may we speak of your goodness at all times and in all places. May God the Father, God the Son, and God the Holy Spirit be praised and glorified always. And we pray this in Jesus' name. And all God's people said, Amen. You may be seated. Thank you. Now, we asked as we were transitioning from worship, and Pastor was, was allowing me to get settled in, I asked. I said, So, Have we spoken this week about the music, about the worship, about the order of worship? And he said, no. And I asked the worship team, have you all sent me the music? Have you sent me the the worship set? Leslie didn't send me the worship set. Everybody said no. Isn't it awesome? Isn't God awesome when he orchestrates a service? Thank you. Thank you, Emily, for being obedient to the Holy Spirit. Thank you for speaking out. Thank you for your boldness. Thank you for the interpretation, and thank you for the word. 
and thank you for what the Holy Spirit has laid on your heart. I thank you. Just wait. This past year, as we know, has been fraught with uncertainty, and this uncertainty seems to have been amplified since late January. We've heard that there would be a season of shaking. We've known this, and we've been shaken. Everything that has been shaken, or everything that can be shaken, will be shaken. And the shaking continues. Now, like many people, I was hoping that this season would end abruptly and end quickly. Um, I'll just confess, um, I'm impatient. Got an amen there in the back. Amen. Thank you. I'm nerdy. So shaking messes things up. And I don't, you know, I'm, I'm kind of disheveled in my own right anyway. So any more shaking just really kind of bugs me. My routine, yes, my order. It disturbs my groove. Come on, you know, my pattern of living. But I'm impatient and I'm nerdy. And I don't know about you, but I'm uncomfortable with uncertainty. Okay, got another amen back there. Yet, I'm going to share this with you. And most of us have been through enough trials to know this, but discomfort in uncertain times can prove itself profitable in the long run. You hear what I'm saying this morning? Yeah, it doesn't seem fun, and it messes things up, and it makes you really uncomfortable. It can be scary, and you don't know where you're going to turn. A lot of times you get confused, but in the long run, it can be profitable and beneficial to us. What in the world are you saying? Well, here, first of all, it sharpens our beliefs. It can sharpen our beliefs. Amen? It can prune our values. Church, it can build our faith. See, determining what we really believe, what's really important to us, and whether or not we trust in God seldom happens in times of serenity and prosperity and order. Very seldom. You know, that, that stuff doesn't happen when we're up on top of the mountain. A lot of times, it's when we're in a crucible of trial. Most often, our character is sharpened and our faith built up in times of conflict and uncertainty. In other words, it's the rough times that truly shape us. It's the rough times that polish us. So if any pastor is worth his salt, and if any pastor is being obedient to the calling that God has on their lives, they are to exhort, equip, and empower people. A pastor is to exhort, equip, and empower people especially the people of God, to do the same thing. To exhort, to encourage, correct if necessary, but to exhort, to empower, amen, and to equip. See, we the people of God and we the priesthood of believers, we're all priests. We're all called to be priests. We're all called to be 
ones who go forth and share the good news. It's not just Jeff Tyler. It's not just Jim Eisman. It's not just we're all called, all y'all, all y'all. That's right, the ecclesia, the called out ones. So we, the people of God, and we, the priesthood of believers, are to exhort, equip, and empower each other, especially during uncertain times. Because I'll tell you, there's going to be times where my faith is going to be wavering, and I'm going to need a word of encouragement. I'm going to need prayer. I'm going to need, you know, maybe some correction. I'm going to need that, and you're going to need that too. Has your faith wavered a little bit during these uncertain times over the past year? Amen. We are to build one another up, especially in times of uncertainty. As it's written in Hebrews 10, let us consider how we may spur one another on toward love and good deeds. Not giving up meeting together, as some are in the habit of doing, but encouraging one another, and all the more as you see the day approaching. That's a very familiar scripture for most of us, right? Amen? One of those salad scriptures. Let us consider it. Amen? Beloved, we've talked about this quite a bit. Most of us can see the day coming. The day of the Lord is coming. The day of Christ's return approaching. We don't know exactly when. If somebody gives you an exact time, I would be extremely skeptical. I'd almost turn on my heel and run. We do not know. The Lord Jesus said he doesn't even know the hour or time, only the Father in heaven. But we can look at world events, things that are going on in the world right now, and look at it through the lens of Scripture, and we know that his time is quickly approaching. So that is why we need to encourage each other all the more during these uncertain times. You know, it could come at any time that the church, the true church, can be caught away. Caught up together in the clouds to meet the Lord in the air. As 1 Corinthians 15 says, in a moment, in a twinkling of an eye, my translation says, in a flash, in a twinkling of an eye, that quick. Amen? How cool is that? The true church. See, the trumpet could sound at any time, the trumpet call of God. His voice, like that of a trumpet, could call us, come, at any time. And as we eagerly and anxiously await our king's return, we are to actively prepare. That is what the Spirit of God has been laying on my heart over and over and over again, to actively prepare prepare. We prepare by staying in the Word of God. Boy, we've heard that this morning already. Amen. By staying in the Word of God. We prepare by praying. We prepare by surrendering to the power of the Word and the power of the Holy Ghost. We surrender in order to be transformed more and more into the image of Christ. That is what we are called to do. That is how we actively prepare. We prepare by being salt and light to those around us, not only in the body, but in the world, especially to those who don't know Christ or maybe have fallen out of relationship. 
They have forsaken the assembling of themselves. They once did, but they've fallen away. Uncertain times have shaken their confidence. Something happened. They've fallen away. they backslidden. You know what? We are to be salt and light, especially to those who don't know Christ or have fallen out of relationship with him, sowing seeds of the gospel wherever we go. We speak life. We speak the life of Christ into people. You don't necessarily have to take a whole bag of seed and throw it in their face. You just plant a seed here, plant a seed there, plant a seed another time. Just be an encouragement, be salt and light. Exercise your faith, even when things are uncertain. I like what Joyce Meyer says, you can be confident even if you don't feel confident. And that's not fake it as you make it. That's exercising your faith. That's, walk, that's putting feet to your faith. I'm not a big fan of fake it till you make it. You know, I'm called by God to be real, to get real and be real. And you are too. Because there have been enough fake and phony Christians walking around, and that's why a lot of people have fallen out of fellowship. So we are to be salt and light, and we are to sow seeds of the gospel wherever we go. Active preparation. We actively prepare our inner man and actively prepare for Christ's return by touching hearts for his kingdom. We watch, we pray, we pray, and we watch to see where we can serve him. Surrendering to the Holy Spirit, if you ask him, for divine appointments, to let you cross paths with somebody that needs a word of encouragement, and you keep your eyes open and your spirit attuned to the Holy Spirit, He's going to raise people up. And you'll have plenty of opportunities to share the life and the love of Christ with people during these uncertain times. We pray and we watch to see where we can serve Him, where He sends us, We watch to determine how we are to pray and for whom. As we pray and watch, as we actively prepare, see, it's really easy as we do this active preparation to place too much focus on things happening around us which takes our focus off of God. It's really easy to start looking at what's going on in Washington, how corrupt and perverted they are. You know, I'm just going to say this. A corrupt and perverted nation deserves a corrupt and perverted leader. You know, my God is a God that told me, you reap what you sow. We're reaping. As a, as, a, as a nation, we are reaping. As a country, we are reaping. But we are the remnant. We sow seeds of peace. We sow seeds of love. We sow seeds of joy. We sow seeds of hope. The hope that is only found through Jesus Christ. The hope of glory. So it's really easy to get our focus off. And we've talked about this, but the Holy Spirit keeps bringing this up in my spirit. We have to quit looking around. 
We have to quit going online and getting the latest intel dope from people who may or may not be getting good information. Some of that may be profitable. Nevertheless, the real profit is by keeping your eyes fixed on Christ Jesus, the author and finisher of our faith, as Hebrews 12, 1 and 2 says. See, there's nothing in heaven or on earth or under the earth. There is nothing in the physical or the spiritual that escapes the sight of Almighty God. We have said that before. We'll keep saying that. God is well aware of what the enemy is doing. He knows how rancid and perverted things are. It's no surprise to him. He already has the plan, and the back of the Bible says that he wins. And when we get that down in our spirit, and we start operating from a position of victory, we celebrated the ultimate victory last week, didn't we? I don't know about you, but I serve a risen Savior. He conquered death, hell, and the grave. The enemy thought that he was the winner. He was the loser. Loser. Now, he may think he's winning now, but we know what the book of Revelation says. We know his fate, his doom is sealed. Amen. He's having his heyday now. But his time is coming. His time is short. See, there's nothing that escapes the sight of Almighty God. If it does, then he's not really God. Because he's omniscient, he's all-knowing, he's omnipotent, he's all-powerful, he's omnipresent, he's everywhere. So there's nothing that's going to escape his sight. I say that to be an encouragement to you to build you up in your most holy faith, church, because this is a season of warfare. It is a season of warfare. There is nothing too difficult for our God to do. There is no government so powerful, and there is no demonic enterprise so well-conceived and executed that cannot be exposed and crushed by the hand of Almighty God. Nothing. Nothing. Yes, times are uncertain. Nevertheless, the Lord Jesus Christ is not. Christ Jesus is certain. He is true. He's yes, he's amen. Solid rock I stand, all other ground is sinking sand. It is by faith in Christ that we can face uncertain times with boldness and in confidence. This is a recurring theme. The Holy Spirit's been laying it on Pastor Jeff's heart. He's been, he's been preaching words of encouragement, encouraging messages words of encouragement by the power of the Holy Spirit to build us up. The Lord's laid it on my heart to give you words of encouragement during uncertain times. You know what else God did this week? Have you heard of a preacher named Arthur Polovsky? Have you heard of a pastor in Calgary, Alberta, Canada this week? How many, how many people have heard of Arthur Polovsky, the pastor in Calgary? A couple of people. Pastor Arthur was officiating a service in church, 
And all of a sudden, the authorities came in. The health department came in. The police came in. And he met them in the vestibule. And he said, out! Out! Unless you have a warrant, out! And see, what these people do, they usually send some real soft-spoken lady. And they, well, you know, you're violating the health ordinance and you're doing this and that. It's like what they did with Ted Cruz when he went down to investigate the kids in the cages. They put some woman that looked like Ocasio-Cortez in his face and, please give the people dignity, please give the people. But, you know, they, it, this is a tactic. It has to be a tactic because it keeps popping up over and over and over again. So they send a soft-spoken, nice lady to get in your face and start bringing condemnation on you. Well, you're violating health ordinances. You're not, you're, you're too, you're, you're not exercising social distancing. You're not wearing masks. You're not doing this and you're not doing this. He had nothing to do. Out! Out! I don't care what you have to say. Out! Get out unless you have a warrant. Out! Then he started saying, this church has no time, no place. This, this church is no place for Nazis. He said, and he said, Gestapo, get out! This man was born and raised in Poland. And he emigrated to Canada. He knows. You're right, Nick. He knows. He has lived under a communist regime. He knows what it looks like. He knows what it sounds like. He knows what it smells like. He has no time for that. God, in his goodness, keeps giving us words and messages of encouragement to build us up in our most holy faith. And then he has an anointing fall upon a preacher who was raised in a communist communist system, to show us that we have to stand and having done all to stand. Out! Unless you have a warrant, get out. They, you know, they were interrupting a Passover celebration. He says, of all things, you come in during a Passover celebration and try to disrupt it, out. You, and and you, he recorded it. He had his phone. He's like, out. So you can go out and see it. All you have to do is, is just Google or DuckDuckGo. You can DuckDuckGo, Calgary pastor, and boop, there he is, Arthur um, Polovsky. They were. And they turned and they left. He did not relent. So this is a season of warfare, church. We have to be aware of that. Yes, uncertain times. Our confidence can be shaken. Everything that can be shaken will be shaken. Nevertheless, on Jesus Christ, the rock I stand, all other ground is sinking sand. He is our rock. He will. He will. You know what? Who can say that that was his reason why God conceptualized him, called him, created him, and placed him right there just so he could say, Out! Because look at how many millions of followers of Jesus Christ he has strengthened and emboldened by taking his stand for such a time as this. Yes, times are uncertain. 
Nevertheless, the Lord Jesus Christ is not. He is certain. He is yes and amen. And it's by faith in Christ that we can face uncertain times with boldness, like Pastor Arthur, and with confidence. Amen. So let me ask you, are you being isolated and ostracized because of your decision concerning two shots? Our family is. We're being separated. My mother-in-law is being separated. She can't dine with other residents. Well, if everybody else has been, you know, received two shots, then they should be safe. But that being said, isolation. And I'm not going to get in. You know, I'm just going to say this. You do what the Holy Spirit lays on your heart. Seek him. If it is right to you and the Holy Spirit, do it. Who am I? And that's all I'm going to say on that subject. That's all that needs to be said. Amen. But are you being isolated and ostracized because of your decision concerning these things? Let your faith in Christ strengthen you. Acts 4.29 says, Now, Lord, consider their threats and enable your servants to speak your word with great boldness. Are you concerned with the level of perversion, corruption, and wickedness in our government? If not, you may, should be. Talk about a point for prayer. I'll just lay it on the line. The Lord's, the Lord just laid it on my heart saying, you don't have to pray for the United States of America. You know what I'm praying? I'm praying what the Lord Jesus taught me. Your kingdom come and your will be done on earth, on earth as it is in heaven. Amen. And we know because we have Christ in us, if Christ is in us, the kingdom of God is in us. Your kingdom come. God, your kingdom come more and more in me. Your kingdom come more and more in each one of us in the sanctuary and those of us watching on, on uh, Facebook live stream. Your kingdom come more and more in us. Have your way in our minds, in our hearts, in our spirits. Your kingdom come and your will be done. That's how I'm praying at this point. You know, God is a righteous and just judge. He is a righteous and just God. I believe one of his names is, and I forget which one of the Jehovah names is right off the top of my head, but the Lord our righteousness, is it, is it Yahweh Sidkenu? Sidkenu? Hallelujah. Thank you, Holy Spirit. Wow. He's our righteousness. So I'm praying, God, save this republic. Expo- expose the wickedness, drive them out. I pray foremost that they would come to repentance because that's God's heart that none should perish but all should come to repentance nevertheless Lord drive them out let this nation return to be the shining city on the hill and the vehicle for which the propagation of the gospel of Jesus Christ is accomplished amen see the people that came over on the boat in the 1600s established covenant with him God established covenant with Israel because he wanted his own people. But these people, our forefathers, came over and they established and sought covenant with him. And the remnant of the church right now is seeking to retain, if not 
regather that covenant. Do you want to be in covenant with God? Absolutely. Can't think of a better agreement to be in than a covenant with God Almighty. He never fails. That's right. So our forefathers established a covenant with, with God. And see, he's the one that honors covenant. We're the ones that break covenant. That's our nature. Sad as, as sad as it is. That being said, there's a remnant. And we're seeking to reestablish that covenant. And that's why I pray, God, your kingdom come, your will be done. Restore this republic so that we can once again be the shining city on the hill to go forward and, and be uh, the spearhead for the gospel of Jesus Christ. So are you concerned with the level of perversion, corruption, and wickedness in our government? Yes, I am. Concerned with the senselessness, I'm sorry, I'm going to put it this way, the stupidity and the godlessness that is going on in our society right now. Woe to those who call evil good and good evil. Things are so topsy-turvy right now, it's just, it just defies all logic and understanding and reason. You talk about the prince of this world clouding people's eyes and their judgment. Nevertheless, God. With God, all things are possible. We keep crying out to him and mean it. He's going to answer, and he will do. So there's no point. In, well, you can look around and see what's going on in the world from the standpoint of, okay, this is going on. Lord God, and pray in that direction that he would intervene in that area. But when we start getting our eyes off of God, and when we start, taking our, start looking more and spending time looking around this way instead of looking up at him and what he wants us to do, then we start getting confused, we start getting depressed, fear, doubt, and unbelief start creeping in. And that weakens our ability and our effectiveness to be witnesses for God and to, sh and to sow seeds of the gospel because then we'll just be packing it in, giving it up. And then our faith will be shaken and our faith will be weak. So let your faith in Christ strengthen you. Jude 20 says, don't be afraid of them. Out! Come back when you have a warrant. Don't be afraid of them. Remember the Lord who is great and awesome and, fights for, and fight for your families, your sons and your daughters, your wives and your homes. Remember the Lord who is awesome. He is great and awesome. And you fight. Remember what the apostles of our Lord Jesus Christ foretold? They said to you, in the last times there, would, there will be scoffers who will follow their own ungodly desires. Hello. These are the people who divide you, who follow mere natural instincts, and do not have the Spirit. Yeah, that's pretty obvious. But you, dear friends, by building yourselves up in your most holy faith and praying in the Holy Spirit, you can ask the Holy Spirit to fill you. You can ask in the name of Jesus that he give you the gift of tongues, and then you start praying in the Spirit. 
If you don't know how to pray, you just pray in the Spirit. Holy Spirit makes intercession for you, and that will be a perfect prayer. That is a mighty weapon of our warfare. Mighty weapon. That's in Ephesians 6. Later on, after, you know, put on the full armor of God and then pray in the Spirit. Armor up. Use the Word of God. Pray the Word of God. Pray in the Holy Ghost. Amen. You want to see devils run? You want to see strongholds get pulled down? There you go. Let's continue with Jude. But you, dear friends, by building yourselves up in your most holy faith and praying in the Holy Spirit, keep yourselves in God's love as you wait for the mercy of our Lord Jesus Christ to bring you to eternal life. That's what, See, preparation is active. It's not passive. You know, we still have a job to do. I kind of made fun that one day, what are you doing? Oh, I'm watching the sky, waiting to fly. If the horn starts tooting, I'll be a scooting. You know, I had, an old pa- I-, I had an old pastor that just put it this way. I loved how he put it. You keep your toolbox open and your suitcase packed. And you use those tools. And that's what I'm talking about. Praying in the Spirit. Getting in the Word of God. Praying. Loving on people. Meeting them at their point of need. Speaking life, being an encouragement. You know, that whole salt and light thing that we keep talking about and keep encouraging one another in the Lord about. Let your faith in Christ strengthen you. Amen? Oh, that was a grumble. It's like, let your faith in in Christ strengthen you. Give me a good amen. amen. All right, thank you, thank you. You're encouraging me this morning. Build yourself up in your most holy faith by remembering who God is what the Lord Jesus Christ has done. We celebrated that. We remembered what he did for us last week. Amen? Remembering who God is, what he has done, what he is doing now, and eventually what he will do. He could be doing it in the moment, in a flash, in a twinkling of an eye, anytime. Hallelujah. Boy, that builds me up. That encourages me to keep going. I don't know about you. That gets me kind of fired up. See, last week, Pastor Jeff spoke about sunset to sunrise. And if you were with us before he, he actually got into his, his message, he asked if people had testimonies. Do you all remember that? If you were with us, do you remember him asking if anybody had a testimony? And people, praise God. They stepped up and gave, gave a testimony. I'm sitting in the back going, hey, I wasn't praying in the spirit either. I was like, oh, what's my testimony? How can I? But, and I, I apologized to him because had I spoken up, that would have dovetailed so wonderfully with his message, sunset to sunrise. But I'll, I'll share, share my testimony with you right now. It's just real short and sweet. About 11 years ago, I had the opportunity to go to Ireland to minister with Tom Stammen. Brother Stammen, and at the end, we'd finished ministering. Tom had already left, and I was still staying at the host's house, and he was Nigerian. His wife fixed a lovely lunch for us, and you know, Pastor Emmanuel took me aside, and he has a prophetic gifting. And how many of you have had somebody pray for you in a prophetic way? If, if anybody has been in, in with Brother Stammen, a lot of times the first time, the Holy Spirit will give him a word of 
knowledge about you, something that you only know or very few people know, and it's like, okay, who's reading my mail? The Holy Spirit's reading your mail. Okay, so that that's used to validate the word that's coming forward because it's only something that you know or understand. Well, Pastor Emmanuel pulled me really close. And being Nigerian, he has that, that wonderful accent. He says, you should be dead. <laughs> well, hello to you too, Pastor. Hi. You should be dead. And I, and I remember, the, remember thinking, yes, I should be dead. Because honestly, since coming to Christ, I don't share all the stupid stuff that I did. There's really no point because that's the old man. And now I'm a new man through Christ Jesus. But you should be dead. But he has he's taken you out of darkness and brought you into his light, his glorious light for his purposes. So what has God done for you? Remember, faith in Christ strengthens us. Remember who God is, what he has done what he is doing, and what he will do. What's he done for you personally? Should you be dead? Have you done stupid stuff? Well, yeah, it's like, yeah, I probably did stupid stuff, but I don't remember it. So what's the Lord done for you? Has he spared you? Has the Lord called you? Oh, I only got one. Really? I'm going to keep doing this. Has the Lord called you? Yes, thank you. He has. Has the Lord moved you? He has. Amen. Were you once a child of darkness, but are now a child of the light? Hallelujah. Hallelujah. If you remember that... Boy, that'll build you up in your most holy faith. I once was lost, but now I'm found. I was a child of darkness, but now I am a king's kid. And I am a child of the light. Hallelujah. Boy, that'll give you strength and encouragement during times of uncertainty. Remember what God has done, what he's doing. You know, there, there's people here. We have, we have folks that are new parents. That's an uncertain thing. He's quiet now. But I'm sure there's a lot of uncertainty. Sibling, sibling dynamics. I'm, I'm not naming names. Nick, I'm not naming names, man. Come on. Bigger kids, smaller kids. Amen. But, you know, seriously, we have people that are facing major health issues right now. That's uncertain. There's all, that, that is just rife with uncertainty. We've been praying for our beloved brother. And there's been a specific prayer request because of the uncertainty that is trying to infiltrate his mind right now. That smells like smoke from the pit of hell. But you know, there's people, there's families coping with serious health issues. There's, there's people, that family members that are, that are facing other challenges, business situations, financial situations. You know, name something. We're all facing challenges right now. And it's hard to really pinpoint because things are so uncertain. 
I, you know, being a business owner right now, and then, well, are we going to be open or are we going to be closed? If we're going to be open, what's our capacity right now? Based on this capacity, can I keep my doors open? Can I pay my staff? A lot of uncertainty right now, and it's been going on. I'm sorry, it's been going on too long. Remember what God has done, what he's doing in your life, and let that stir up your faith and let your faith strengthen you in these uncertain times. Remember, God did not give us a spirit of fear, but of power and of love and self-discipline or a sound mind, depending on your translation. Therefore, be strong in the Lord and in his mighty power. Put on the full armor of God so that you can take your stand against the devil's schemes. For our struggle is not against flesh and blood, but against the rulers, against the authorities, against the powers of this dark world, and against the spiritual forces of evil in the heavenly realms. So yes, we have wicked, evil, perverted people in this world that we are combating against. But we also have to remember it's not necessarily flesh and blood that we're waging a war against. It's the demonic presences and the powers behind them that are motivating them, that are driving them. Amen? Therefore, put on the full armor of God so that when the day of evil comes, and boy, it's pretty evil right now, family. Put on the full armor of God so that when that day of evil comes, you may be able to stand your ground, and after you have done everything, to stand out stand firm then with the belt of truth buckled around your waist with the breastplate of righteousness in place and with your feet fitted with the readiness which comes from the gospel of peace in addition to all this take up the shield of faith with which you can extinguish the flaming arrows of the enemy take the helmet of salvation and the sword of the spirit which is the word of God Ephesians 6 I love it when God orchestrates a service. Amen? If, we, if the Holy Spirit speaks to somebody in our family and says, Ephesians 6, armor up, pastor's up here at the beginning saying, this is a season of warfare, we need to pray and fast, pray and fast and watch and, and put on the full armor of God, and then he orchestrates a service and has me come up here and give you Ephesians 6, it doesn't get more clearer than that, family. Amen. <laughs> so, beloved, sharpen your sword. Use your shield. The Word of God and your most holy faith are formidable weapons against the powers of this dark world. The Word of God and your most holy faith. What's the shield? It's the shield of faith. It is written, the just shall live by faith. Be supported by his truth. He is the truth. John 14, 6, Jesus said, I am the way, the truth, and the life. So be supported by his truth. Be ready to share the good news of Jesus Christ. The readiness. Shod your feet with the readiness which comes from the gospel of peace. And I'm going to tell you this, church. If you have shod yourself with the gospel, you know, the analogy, I believe, and correct me if I'm wrong, ladies, that, that took the Bible study, 
The shoes were that of a Roman legionnaire that Paul was referring to, and they had studs in the soles. They were like cleats. That way, the soldiers could dig in and stand firm. I'm going to tell you something. This is the point. This is active preparation. We talk about the parable of the ten virgins and strip, trimming your wicks, wicks and all that. You need to scrape your soles from anything that inhibits you from standing firm. And that could be a play on word. That could be soul of your shoe, S-O-L-E, or it could be your soul, your mind, will, your emotions, your S-O-U-L-L. If you've got, cr if you've got cruddy souls and that's inhibiting your ability to take a stand, scrape it off. Give it to God. He'll cleanse you. He'll restore you. Oh, got quiet in here. Got quiet in here. By living, I'm, gonna, I'm just going to say this, church. This is our encouragement right now. Be a living, breathing, walking, talking manifestation of the kingdom of God. That's why we actively prepare and we still go forward, even in this time, uncertain times. Be a living, breathing, walking, talking manifestation of the kingdom of God, of righteousness, peace, and joy in the Holy Spirit. That's the kingdom of God. That's what dwells within us. It's the characteristics of the Spirit of God and in us being expressed through us and into the lives of others. See, our theology isn't going to really impress people. Our theology isn't going to sway or persuade others. The Apostle Paul thought he was going to be able to persuade and sway people when he went to Athens. And he was very disappointed. You know what sways people? It's the love of God emanating from us. The love of God will be that's expressed in peace, in joy, and by faith. Faith in Christ is our strength, beloved. Faith in Christ is our peace. Faith in Christ is our joy. And as we know from Nehemiah, the joy of the Lord is our strength. And it is our strength even and especially in uncertain times. Amen? Stand with me if you can. Let's just dismiss with a, a word of prayer. Just. Simply. Father, in the name of Jesus, I pray that your word would be active and alive in our spirits. Lord, seal it up. Let it touch our hearts, let it touch our minds, let it, let it touch us, every fiber of our being. Lord God, let us go forth that we can be confident, that we can be faithful, and above all that the love of Christ would emanate from us to reach people. Father, strengthen us, strengthen our hearts, our minds, and our spirits in these uncertain times. Let us remind us by your Holy Spirit who you are, what you've done, what you're doing, and what you will do. Keep us going for you until you come for us. And Lord God, always to you be the praise, the honor, and glory. In Jesus Christ's name we, we pray. And all God's people said, amen. Amen.